0: A science story, huh?
1: Is NYU a scientist? Uh, hey, I felt it. Right. was so And I just happy. thought, well, it, wow. it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hey everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. This episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over thirty nine million high quality stock images, Shutterstock helps take your creative projects to the next level. New accounts will receive 20% off any image order. Go to Shutterstock.com and use offer code Collider914. This week's story is from Nelson Lugo. The story was recorded in August 2014 at Littlefield in Brooklyn.
0: Uh, I have been practicing magic pretty much for the entirety of my life, but the first seven years of my educational life were spent in a very Roman Catholic school called St. Philip Neri. As it turns out, St. Philip Neri is actually the, saint tr- the patron saint of joy. He would often follow a blessing with a joke. This school, however, was not a joke. It had granite spires and stained glass windows, and the principal was a joyless Franciscan monk by the name of Brother Brian. And this guy, he wore the brown robe and the the hooded cowl and the rope belt. This guy was the real deal. This was a, a very serious school for very serious Catholics. I was not a serious Catholic, I was that kid. I was that annoying kid that asked way too many questions with no easy answers. Like, I was more than willing to give Jesus the benefit of the doubt he could walk on water so long as someone could explain the physics involved. The nuns liked me just fine. They just cringed every time I raised my hand. You see, I had read the Bible and I had no problem pointing out all the inconsistencies. Uh, There was that time I wore a yarmulke to school because I found out that Jesus was, in fact, Jewish. And I had very, very serious doubts about the sketchy biology of a virgin birth reproductive system. But I was still holding out hope for Santa Claus. Yeah, I was that kid. Now, at this point in my very young life, I had already discovered and fallen deeply and madly in love with stage magic, so much so that I had pretty much exhausted the patience of my parents and how far they were willing to indulge an enthusiastic nine-year-old with the same card trick over and over and over and over again. So I decided to take my show on the road, and I signed up for the school talent show. I got the bright idea to to combine my Christmas magic kit with my birthday chemistry set to uh, create one spectacular act. And with just a few household chemicals, I was prepared to give the wonders of magic to the very faithful. Well, the day the show arrives, and uh, Brother Brian is there introducing all of the acts, and the gymatorium was just filled to capacity with parents and teachers and faculty, and Tara McAleer was there... She's so very pretty. She had the bluest eyes of any human on this earth. And then Tyrone Ford was there, and he was doing some human beatboxing, which was fairly new at the time. And then Brother Brian says, and now the magic of Nelson Lugo. So I take the stage, I set my props and I say ladies and gentlemen tonight I'm going to perform something first made famous by my most favorite magician of all time Jesus Christ. (laughs) They had the exact opposite reaction (laughs) because the crowd went silent. This is my first time on stage. I don't know that this is a bad thing, so I just keep going. Ladies and gentlemen, I am, of course, talking about that classic of magic, turning water into wine. Again, silence. Naive me just thinks that I have their complete and undivided attention, which I guess I actually did. (laughs) So I pick up my glass pitcher that clearly has water in it. I pick up my wine glass that is obviously empty. I pour the water into the glass. I take out my magic wand, do a fancy flourish spin, and I begin to stir the water as I say the words, a la peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And the water begins to transform into a rich burgundy liquid. I hold it up and say, ta-da! Nothing happens. I'm starting to panic now because traditionally, when I played these events at home in my overactive imagination, this is where the thunderous standing ovation should occur. I, I say, hey, um, I'd like a volunteer to taste the wine. Nobody comes. I say, hey, I can't taste it. I'm underage. Waka waka. <laughs> Nobody comes. I look over to the side of the stage where the principal is standing, uh, poker-faced, and I say, hey, Brother Brian, would you like to taste it? It's sacrilegious. Now, in my defense, I was only nine years old. Clearly, I had no idea what sacrilegious meant. Also, (laughs) to my very young ears, it sounds a lot like the word delicious. Brother Brian, without missing a beat, takes the stage, takes the, gl- his, the glass, puts his arm around me and says, the magic of Nelson Lugo, and escorts me off stage. And my little nine-year-old magician heart breaks. No amount of imagination could have prepared me for that devastating silence. Now, I don't want to give too much away, but it's probably a very good thing that nobody actually tasted that wine. Uh, And I'm going to stop for just a moment and issue a spoiler alert. Uh, I'm about to describe how the magic trick works, so if you want to keep the mystery, plug your ears now. Basically, it's two common chemicals. It's iodine and spray starch. Uh, They are hidden, I know, ah, I know, right? Uh, They're hidden inside a hollow compartment inside the magic wand, and when I stir the water, it becomes introduced into the water. Now, the water is a neutral pH, and the iodine is actually an indicator for the spray starch. Um, In the water, uh, the iodine actually, uh, the spray starch combines with the iodine, and that's what produces the rich purple color. Now, iodine is... Produced by humans for nutritional and medical applications. Um, However, the amount of iodine and spray starch I was actually using, well, no one would have died per se, but after the vomiting and diarrhea, they probably would have wished for death. Again, in my defense, I was only nine years old. It isn't until the very next day that I realize I'm in a profound amount of trouble. Apparently, there were calls and complaints and demands of my expulsion. Expulsion. When I was at St. Philip Neri, they still practiced corporal punishment, uh, which often took the form of a metal ruler across the back of the hand. Now, I was pretty sure I was not going to get hit, and I was certainly no stranger to detention, but expulsion, that was new and terrifying. My parents were not wealthy people. Uh, In order to send my sister and I to this private school, it cost $250 a month, and we're talking early 1980s money here. I managed to make it all the way to lunchtime before I got called to the principal's office. And I'm standing there in front of this gigantic oak desk. And it seems like a very long time before Brother Brian says anything to me until he says, Nelson, I'm not going to expel you. On two conditions. One, when you perform again and you should perform again. Just run your act by me first for a little fact-checking. And two, why did... The thing is, when you... Nelson? How did you do that? Thank you.
1: That was Nelson Lugo. Nelson is a magician, sideshow artist, and Batman enthusiast. He was featured by Time Out New York as a New York entertainer to watch and co-hosts a podcast called The Epic Piecast for nerdyshow.com. He's been a guest speaker for the Sunday Assembly NYC, a guest singer for the BTK Band, an invited storyteller at Adam Wade's Whatever Happened to the Nerds, as well as for the Five Borough Story Project. He's currently performing a solo show called Gathering the Magic at the Tank Theater NYC. This episode was supported by Shutterstock. At Shutterstock.com, you'll find the perfect image or video for your next creative project. You can choose from over 39 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips. Shutterstock's professional curators review each image individually for content and quality before adding it to the library, and they add over 250,000 images every week. They also have a wide range of science-related images, such as some great chemistry iconography, if you, say, wanted to illustrate a magic show you can try shutterstock today by signing up for a free account once you decide to purchase use offer code collider 914 and new accounts will receive 20 percent off any image order that's shutterstock.com and for 20 percent off any images with a new account use offer code collider 914 for more science stories take a look at storycollider.org we have archives of the podcast and upcoming events also we depend on listeners like you for support if you love the podcast please consider donating at storycollider.org slash donate Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Wack, Darren Barker, and Ari Daniel. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Dustin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Littlefield for hosting the show, and to my grade school for not having a talent show. Thanks for listening.